The Reaper, The Maelstrom, and The Thief is a Dungeons and Dragons show by Rollcast, intended for, oh my, mature audiences. It contains mature themes, strong language, violence, and drug references. Ah, but full content warnings can be found in the episode's description. Lovely. Hello and welcome back to the table. As usual, I'm Tom, your DM, and I am joined by JB playing our wonderful little gnome Deeks. Yeah. Coogan playing our conflicted cleric, Gregor. Yo. And Gaz playing our totally, totally normal human, Ezidor. Yo. We have a good energy tonight, guys, evidently. We have a great energy tonight. So, moving along very, very swiftly before Gaz reveals how out of touch he is with the kids. <laughs> Swack. <laughs> I'm going to ask you a question. Well, I say you. I, I'm going to ask your please, characters yeah, a question. Ask him. Please ask him first. Okay. Well, it's a simple enough question. It's a simple enough question. I'm trying to keep it relevant to the stuff that's going on and all this kind of jazz. So, Ezador. <laughs> yeah. This it's is about what's going on. You're going to ask me. All right. I mean, it's it's related. It's tangentially related. It's not going to be like, hey, what do you think about Gregor blowing up an entrance to a town? It's not going to be quite right. as relevant as that. It's just going to be, you know, related to everything. Just remember, it was four months ago. But all right, go on. <laughs> we record our sessions bi-weekly, definitely. <laughs> it's not been four months. No. <laughs> Oh, no, no, I don't know what you're talking about. Where would you get that figure from? We're all entitled to a break. (laughs) That's from Joe. Yeah, Cuban gets no breaks. Okay, so, so, your question, Esador, and it's a a quite simple one, it's like a softball one. What do you think to Salt Harbour? What are Esador's personal... Opinions about Salt Harbor, given that Isidore does have a little bit of a history here. Well, yes. What do you mean, as I see it now, or as I knew back then? Just in general. Obviously, it has changed since you've come back, but you've only been it. Let's be honest; you've not really seen much of Topside. No, no. It's hard to say. I saw a big explosion, some barrels. It was a bit, it was a bit bizarre, really. And then a statue. Yes, yes. That is a. That was quite a sight. Statue of myself in my honor. I mean, it's not really a surprise, but still, it's uh, it could be rather humbling. That's the aren't, aren't you a little concerned, though, Ezador, that the statue no longer looks anything like you? It's it's mistaken for a triton, and from the sounds of it, the people who currently reside in Salt Harbor believe that a triton saved them from the Sahorgan invasion. Yes, well. These are things I am going to have to definitely dig into uh, during my time here. I mean, there's a lot of questions to be answered. I mean, the fact that it's been so long since I've been here and, like, where has all that time gone? I don't know. There's a lot I have to find out. Still, one of many questions I'm sure will be answered. You know what? Um, To be honest, though, I'm just happy to be free of that cage. So... Let's, uh, I'll enjoy my freedom. Yeah, that's, that's, you know what? That's a more than fair enough answer. So, Deeks, how about you? Have you ever been to Salt Harbour before? Is this your first time? If it is, what do you think about it? And if it's not, 
What have your previous experiences here been like? No, it's his first time. Um, it's salty. Not say that. incorrect. <laughs> it's salty. He, um, well, we've only just wandered into it, really, so he hasn't really got a, a feel for everything. It's not been the uh, the greatest entrance, has it? That's true. That's um, true. You've been there for 10 uh, minutes and you've blown something up. Yeah, and, and become a barrel, which is something that is, is never really, uh, you know. <laughs> he hasn't been a barrel before. Wise words. Uh, time, time, time will tell, I suppose, in this place. But um, yeah, may, maybe let's let's it's... check in with Deeks's thoughts from Salt Harbor in a in a couple of sessions when he's had a bit of chance to yeah, explore so. it a bit. He's excited for it though. It's uh, it's a new place and he likes exploring, doesn't he? So let's That's see true. what knowledge he can gain from this experience. Is he is he excited about the festival? I think is probably the most relevant question. Leaving off from that, yeah, festivals are. are uh, what he's all about he likes uh he likes energy he likes a lot of energy that's fair um so yeah we'll see how it goes okay in which case then gregor you yes. out of the three of you you have obviously had the most experience with perhaps the exception of Ezador, but obviously his experience is from centuries ago so what do you think about salt harbor you've you've been there quite a while now you've been back and forth between that and other settlements what's your thoughts mm. on it Oh, um, Salt Harbour. Hmm. Well, we've done some um, some questionable uh, quests, I think, in Salt Harbour, i got to say. I mean, with the smuggling and stuff like that. I mean, the way I see it, uh, Salt Harbour has its ups and downs. I mean, it seems like a very nice place. I mean, it's put us on the right track, I think. That's fair. Hmm. Yeah, I mean, for your... Go on. Yeah, sorry. I was just going to say for your uh, your your quest here, isn't it? Yes, yes. I mean, we need to get closer and uh, find these uh, plinths, and hopefully, I mean, we did get closer with the with the recent quest that we've done uh, recently, and um, hopefully, it'll point us in the right direction. We just need to find more clues. That's fair, and hopefully, in the next coming sessions and whatnot. You'll be able to find those clues and finally destroy your first proper point. Agreed. Agreed. I have to say, guys, I am shocked. This is one of the first times that we've had these question sessions where I've not had to say roll credits because it's going off the rails. So well done. Thank you very much. Roll credits. So the last time that we saw you guys, it was just after the aftermath of the explosion in the entranceway to Salt Harbour. In the confusion and furore afterwards, um, Arja Clarara managed to kind of ferry you guys away into the dark area. He entrusted you with some rings that would allow you to see in the dark area, um, effectively making you honorary members of the dark area. However, when you guys actually entered the dark area, you found yourselves unable to move. This was because of a man, a bard, who played a couple of notes and used his magic to freeze you all in place. This man was introduced by Arja Clarara as Sailor Twift, a first admiral of Halfwood. 
Now to Deeks and to Ezador, this didn't really mean anything, but to Gregor, he remembered that Halfwood were the organization that kidnapped him, Rag, Ivok, and Oedipus at the outset of their journey so long ago at this point. Sailor explained to Gregor that as he had broken free of Zavir's Bane and of the slave ship, technically, he was still a slave. He still belonged to Halfwood. Not only that, but seeing as Gregor and Ivor and Ragnarok had failed the smuggling mission, the shipment of Wormwood, as the as the instigator of that contract, Sailor Twift, after chatting to Arja and finding out the description of the three who had failed, wished to meet them in person. He was a little bit shocked to find Gregor being the only surviving member of the escapees. However, he gave him a proposition. If he completed a certain task for him, then not only would Gregor no longer be classed as stock for Halfwood, but he would also find a valuable ally, Vin Sailor. Although Deeks and Ezador both protested this, Gregor accepted immediately, realising that he didn't really have too many options. And so, Sailor explained his proposition. Six months previously, the sector of the cult of Merkel that resided in um, Salt Harbour had contacted Halfwood with an investment opportunity. Essentially, Halfwood would provide them with the initial capital, and after a number of months, um, the cult would be able to provide Halfwood with a myriad of working replica new mine crystals. However, Sailor, realising just what a catastrophe this could unleash upon all of Eathlock if unstable tyrants had crystals that would allow them to essentially rewrite the fabric of reality, he realised that giving such power to these people would mean less return business for Halfwood. And as such, Halfwood would quickly go out of business, as would all of Eathlock, in a sense. Because of this, he wanted Gregor and potentially Deeks and Ezador to find out where the cult was hiding, where the hideout was, where they were based, and to prevent any crystals from materialising. Now, this could be either through destroying their operations, killing the main members of the cult, or just persuading them to leave. And seeing as he already had unfinished business with the cult due to the deaths of um, Ivok, Ragnarok and Bimit, Gregor happily accepted. As did Deeks, after being convinced that taking out the cult would be helping people, and Ezador, after being told that he would be regaled as a hero. After this, Sailor let them all go, essentially. Let them drop down to the floor and have free will once more. The three then quickly conversed and came up with an initial plan to find the cult members. They would utilise the guards that Arja had under his payroll and ask them to see if they found any irregularities within the check-in and check-out book, essentially if people were being smuggled into the city. Uh, to which, hopefully, this would give them some clues and hints where to go next. With their business concluded, Sailor Twift bade goodbye to the group um, letting them know that he was performing the next day at the Salt Harbour Founding Festival, and he would like to potentially see them at his set at Baneful Squid. With Sailor leaving, Arja gave them free reign of the town to explore, and as such, the group went shopping. 
Gregor found himself a nice hammer. Deeks, I believe, found himself a nice set of armor, which wasn't quite ready at that point in time. And Ezador, I believe you finally managed to get something that would quell Jack inside of you whilst in Salt Harbor. Additionally, Deeks also fooled Robert Chesterley, uh, the mage who had helped Ivok, um, by duplicating himself and confusing him ever so slightly. This was compounded further when Ezador used his new magic ability from Cyric, the Chaos Charm, to convince Robert that not only had um, not only had Ezador fully paid, but he also needed change back almost the entire contents of Robert's chest. The group left happy. Very, very happy. Definitely not exploiting a poor man. Not in the slightest. I believe I got a magic Adrian. carpet as well, did I? Don't? You also got a magic carpet, yes. As a dog got a magic carpet, they scammed off a poor guy. I'm <laughs> drinking very judgmentally at the moment. I'm finding it to find out how much money I got off him, though. I can't remember. I will have to listen to the last episode. I think it was about 600 gold. I always think it was five, uh, 600, yeah. <laughs> you said 500, five. let's go with five. It's now 500 gold. <laughs> Having completed their shopping, the group realised that they needed to rest before the next day began and before the festival began. Um, Arja helpfully let them know that whilst there was nowhere they could really stay in terms of inns and whatnot, as that relied on them going further into the dark area, access that they had not been permitted to yet. Instead, they were allowed to sleep in the centre of the dark area, um, just on the floor, essentially, but due to the magical effects in the area, it was quite comfortable for them. The next morning, they awoke early, and Deeks and Gregor realised that they would have to be incredibly careful topside, as they were both wanted for the explosion that happened in the entranceway. Thankfully, though, Esidor approached them and told them that he had a cunning plan. <laughs> Oh, uh, yes. and that that is where we got up to last session guys so yes we are joining you all he says in a second we are joining you all now in the morning as you've all woken up in the dark area uh, you all had a decent amount of sleep I believe we already judged that previously um, and yes Ezidor you have approached them and let Deeks and Gregor know that you have a very cunning plan. A plan that I believe involved some form of disguise. Indeed. Um, right then, chaps. I believe we have a bit of an issue with you going outside at the moment. What with the barrel incident? Yes, yes, of course. Right. Have we got a plan, is it all? I do, I do. Now bear with me. What I have here is a disguise kit. Okay? I only have the one though. But we are, I think it could be rather fortuitous because you being the size you are, Deeks, and you being the size you are, Gregor. <laughs> what are you saying? I'm fat? No, no, no. I, I'm more in height, my friend. More in height. Like, uh, you, why don't you get on his back? We'll put the disguise kit over here, and then they won't be looking for one giant person, will they? They're looking for two people. That's a really good idea. And maybe we, when it when is when is this festival? 
Maybe we could blend Today, into... I... Yes, maybe well, we could blend... <laughs> maybe we could blend into the festival as some sort of, like, carnival... Exactly. And it, so if anybody looked your way, they'd just think it's fancy dress of some kind or whatnot. Well, I think that's fantastic. What else you, Gregor? Uh, I mean, how good is this disguise that you've got? Oh, it's the best. Top tier. It's the only kind of stuff I carry. Uh... <laughs> I just look. I just look at uh, dicks, and it's like him on my back. Enthusiastic as always, Gregor. Oh come on, Gregor! You have yeah. to venture out there. You can't be down in a dark place, especially when all this is going on. We've got, we've got things to do, places to go. No, you put a good point there. Um, I'm only light as well, Gregor. It shouldn't be too much of a problem. All right, fine. We'll go along with this plan. That's it, Nildix. You'll get up there. Because Ezidor, can you describe to me how you are going to disguise them? Like, is this how a disguise kids wear? It can pretty much be anything you want it to be, though. Yep. I'll have to get you to roll for it, but if you tell me how it's looking, I will let that set the DC, essentially. Firstly, what's this festival about again? I'm sorry, I'll... all that commotion is, uh, and he wasn't really paying attention. Who are you asking, Mister? Uh, well, it would be them two, unless there's anyone else that's with us. I don't think the other. I, I just look at Dick's at this point and like, I don't know. <laughs> uh, yeah, in all fairness, I've, I've sort of been wrapped up in, in what's been going on with the, with the barrel situation. Um, I can't remember the, what the carnival is. Um, but shall we go I don't for? Know, have, we, have, we be, have we been told? All right, can I, can I turn around and look if, if there is anyone around us? Uh, roll me a perception, please. Twenty, not unnatural though. As your Clarara is walking by, just just ah. strolling by. Asha, a minute, please. <laughs> so you say this, and he kind of stops mid-step turns on the ball of his foot and starts walking towards you. Hey, what's uh, what's happening, my little gnome friend? Yeah, yeah. Well, th- this this carnival. Uh, yeah. What is it? What is what is the theme? Oh well, it is the founding festival. So it is a uh, it's celebrating the well, as the name suggests, the founding of Salt Harbor. This one is the what would it be? The six hundred and twenty seventh annual founding festival. Wow. It's not. It's not just the founding as well. Of course, it's lots of other stuff. It's it's the entire history of Salt Harbor. It's the initial founding as a fishing settlement. It's the invasion of the Sahagin, and it's all up to the present day to where it's like most vital port town in the Ixon. Oh. And it's good. And how, it's good trade. And and how would uh, how would people participate in this carnival dress? Eh, there ain't no real fancy dress uh, conduct, code of conduct, you know you just dress up how you want, if you want to be just normal, you can do that, if you want to dress up in your fine silks well, you just can do that oh, if you want to go with some fancy creature of the night, well go for that too well, I'm just wondering if you could help our our fellow Hesidor here to um, uh, to give him some insight onto uh, what would be a good Good attire for this this evening. 
fancy dress. You know, we want to get into the theme of it, you know. Well, I'd say... Uh, mm. a giant bird. <laughs> well, I, I suppose what you could try and do is either, you know, dress up. If you, if you wanted to go fancy and exotic, then uh, maybe it's a hogan or a triton. They're kind of... They're kind of relevant to the actual occasion, you know, with the invasion and whatnot. Or you could dress up as fisherman, or... Well, that's that's it, really. I suppose you could, you know, like, have circus attire on if you wanted to kind of blend in with the circus in the uh, in the entrance area. I like that idea. No! No! Blending? Oh, it's all. Blending God. sounds on, good to me. Is... We will stand out if we're dressed as a circus. Where not, is your spirit, Gregor? Not in a carnival. <laughs> I mean, to be You're... fair, Gregor, there, there's quite a few people. Just just a, a very important note for you. I've got another one afterwards, but I'll let you do this thing first. This is more of a... That's more of a... You're heading out, and I'll let you know. But uh, if you if are dressing up as carnival and clowns and trying to merge and blend in, there is a guard patrol, not the guard patrols in, they're just patrolling the area, but like a, a performance of the guards, you know, where they pass from district to district, do the military stuff, all that kind of shit. Don't dress up as a carnival goer and then go into the guards parade. That's a way to get attention to you. Well, I don't think we should dress up as a guard. Well, no, no, no. I'm just saying if you if you dress up carnival and you want to blend in, don't blend into other acts. Okay, mm. um, Azure, why don't you uh, stick around, Ezidor? Let, let's uh, let's let's give this a go. Uh, yes, Azure can be can be can be a watch here and see uh, see if he feels that we will we will fit in. Gregor, are you are you, are you up judge. for this? <sighs> Fine. We we need to merge ourselves together. You see, Azure, we were. Uh... Well, we have no choice. <laughs> we have no choice. I'm to be on the back of this. Uh, this fine, uh, yeah, this guy. Oh, you want me to be uh, a judge, eh? I can do uh, that. I'll just put my hands up towards Gregor and uh, may I, Gregor? I just, uh, just a deep sigh and I just put my hand, arm down so he can grab it. I'll scurry up his arm and over onto his back. Okay. You are now on his back. Are you kind of like clung onto his back like a hunchback or are you kind of legs around uh, his head so you're the face i don't want to be a hunchback because i feel like i'll need to uh, make strength checks to be able to stay <laughs> up there so um gregor do you think i should be on your shoulders for this you can do i mean that's fine i can will you be able to be support legs? me because I, I i don't have really the upper body strength to uh, keep myself up here we could tie you on don't you <laughs> All they... just uh, get but... up on my shoulders and just sit there. That's all you have to do. Okay, okay. I'll screw on to your shoulders. Uh, Ezidor, no binding, please. <laughs> okay. Right. <laughs> I'll throw a big cloak thing over him then, so he goes yeah. around his head, all around um, Gregor, <laughs> all around Gregor. <laughs> uh, I'm thinking super colourful, loads of baubles and tassels coming off it, a bit like Christmas tree, and like a carnival avian kind of looking mask with a big long pointy nose coming out of me. I'll put that on. Uh, fixed. <laughs> <laughs> I'll put that on Dixie's face. Okay, so the carnival mask would not normally be in the disguise kit. However, 
Roll me a... Roll me a... Let's have a look-see. I guess, roll me a dex check to see if you can fashion a bird like, you know, like headpiece. <laughs> Too many pages, I need to sort these out. Are, are, you, paint, are you painting the face of Deeks? Fifteen. Fifteen. Uh, you're able to cobble together some items and materials and stuff to create a mask. However, it does only cover like one uh, one half of his face. It kind of swoops down and under, so like the top left quadrant of his face is still visible. Excellent suggestion, Deeks. I will paint the side that's actually visible. In okay. Sw- swirly red, green colours. <laughs> okay, so I am going to ask for free rolls from you, Ezador, and this will determine how and what and what skill level both Deeks and Gregor will need to roll to maintain their ruses. <laughs> okay. So there is one more bit I want to add to this disguise. <laughs> Go for it. There might be four rolls. Something missing. Dix, do you still have that cloak of billowing? <laughs> um. Let me have a look. See if I can find it. I don't seem to. Be, I don't feel like I do have it anymore. Did I not lend it? To, I lent it to you, Ezidor, didn't I? Other way around. I let it to you. Uh, oh, yes, yes. Yes, yes, here it is. I'll pull it out. Fantastic. Or a tie around his head, so it's like an hairdo. <laughs> it's, okay. Uh, can, just to get a mental image here, is it my face that's coming out of this <laughs> yes. hole? Half of and it. Where, where got... is Gregor's face going to be? Because I'm going to be at the same height as him, aren't I? No, no, no. You're no, just no. Bump, do not oh, like yeah. your back ride. So you're so really tall. face is the like where your neck would be. You're like a big Christmas tree with wavy billowy hair, <laughs> an avian beak, and red and green swells on. Oh, right, okay. <laughs> nice. Okay. So then I, like I said, I need free intelligence. Uh, free rolls from you, and all of them are intelligence. So first, let's roll for the let's roll for the body. Is that See? me? No, no, it's oh. it's Ezador. Oh, so okay. this oh intelligence, that's my fourteen. That's good. Uh, seventeen. Seventeen for the body. So yes, you you drape this this large cloak over them. You button it up, and you even manage to make it so that even though Gregor's face is snout essentially is pressing against the fabric, is not actually poking through. It's there enough that Gregor, you can breathe through it quite easily, mm-hmm. and. It's there enough that if somebody really paid attention, they'd be able to see that the um, measurements of this creature is slightly up. But they'd have to they'd have to look, like take a proper look. So roll the next one for the roll it with advantage for the face after making the mask pair. 
14. Okay, so this doesn't look as good as the actual outfit itself. The mass, you can tell it is cobbled together from bits of junk. There is like the the burnt through kind of like circle of a wax candle, like placed on one eye, kind of like eyelids. It is like bent sheet metal that you've just kind of picked up along your travels. There is, you kind of like try to paint it with the ashes of the fire next to you. It's all very coupled together. It does the job, but it doesn't look great. And then finally, the makeup of this outfit. God, I don't suppose that was an advantage as well, was it? <laughs> Unfortunately not. You only got advantage on the face, the general face, because of the mask obscuring most of it. Six. <laughs> so the exposed area where Dix's eye and stuff was, um, you apply a little bit of paint to it, a little bit of paint, um, but Dix, you're already overwarm in this mask and your sweat just kind of sweats this paint off. Okay, um, I'll turn to Aja and say, Aja, this doesn't feel right. How does it look? Eh, you look a little, uh, odd. From a distance, people ain't gonna question it, I would say. I would say that, yeah, if you stay away from guards and stuff like that, if you don't go right next to them, you should be fine. Just passing no, no, by, no, it'd be no, good. No, 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 This has to be done right. Azure, uh, as it all, get, give, the, give the paints to, to Aja. Aja, could you give this a go? See if you can uh, touch, touch it up. Just hurry up. I'm just going to roll something for Arja here to see if he is inclined. Should probably put my lamp on soon. Alright, I'll, uh, I'll give it a go, but I can't I can't promise that it's going to be just, just good. I'm not an artiste. Okay, so Arja's going to roll his own intelligence check then to do this little bit of face painting. It looks the exact same. <laughs> oh, just give us it here. I'm going to try it myself. <laughs> Roll intelligence with disadvantage then, because you're doing it to yourself. <laughs> this is your last chance, by the way. You will have had three oh. chances at this. 14. It's a lot more passable. You can you can tell that underneath the makeup, there is a gnomish type of face in that little quadrant. But you can't really, like I said, unless you're really, really, really looking for it, it'd be difficult to tell. I, I do have my hat of vermin on top of this as well, don't I? So, I presume, is there, is there a hood over as well? Did you give them a hood, Esador? Uh, not really. I just put a cloak over him, and then he's oh, got so the window billowing away. on his head. Yeah. That's right. So, yes, you've got the so cape it's like on. Hair. Yeah, so that whole cloak will be over the, the hair water and everything like that, which I would normally have my hat. <laughs> Yeah, no, I think you, you could put your hat. I put the cloak, the billowing thing, on your head, so it was like hair. So your cloak wouldn't be over it. Well, I'm ju I'm just wondering whether I should uh, uh, whether I should remove this hat because this is the hat that I had on uh, originally. Maybe I should. If I put this hat on top, then maybe that would give me away slightly. Any notes have been taken on me. That's a good point. Well, it's your call. I I'll roll it up. I'll roll it up and put it in, in my uh, my back back. It's fair enough. Your bag, uh, your hat is now in your backpack. So with those rolls, then 
you've kind of cancelled out. So you don't get advantages or disadvantages as such when you do your rolls. But to let you know what rolls you will be doing, Deeks, as the face of this, literally the face of this, you will be doing persuasion, deception, uh, let me just load up my thing. Yeah, you'll be doing charisma, persuasion, deception, and performance, mainly. There might be some other crossovers and stuff, but that will be your main ones. Gregor is the body yes. of this. You will be doing dexterity, strength, uh, athletics, and also performance on occasion. And maybe, maybe a touch of sleight of hand. Yeah. Oh, how, okay. I, I'm happy with that. How about if if Gregor is the body of this? Because obviously I, I'm I'm using deception and persuasion here. Mm -hmm. I suppose an element of Gregor's body movements would be part of that deception and persuasion as well. Would that give me any form of advantage? Maybe not advantage, but a maybe plus of some sort. Not inherently. It would have to depend on how he rolls. <laughs> I'm sure you'll I'm find quite, out soon. I'm quite confident Trying to this, increase though. my stats somehow. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure you will find out soon enough if Gregor is going to be a help or hindrance. Okay, yeah, so you've now got your disguise applied, guys. It is... It's passable enough, you know? It's not... You don't have any disadvantages when you're getting your checks. But it's not good enough that it will inherently fool everyone. Basically put, from a distance, you're fine. When you're up close, the disguise itself isn't going to help or hinder you. It's how you guys act that will determine whether or not people believe you. Right. That's fine. Yeah, that's a good point, uh, actually. Dicks. You're going to have to be my eyes and ears at this point. Oh, yes, I know. It's, uh, this is. Uh, I didn't realise how uh, difficult this was going to be, actually. Um, Are we ready for a bit of carnival fun? Um, I was going to say, Tom, uh, can I yes. see through this uh, disguise or am I completely blind? You're completely blind. You can make out very vague shapes through the cloth. Okay, but that's about fair it. Enough. As, as, as I know, I'm just grabbing my hat back out my backpack and swinging it, trying to, trying to catch it with it because I don't have any. Yes. Um, are you are you staying with us for this? Uh, possibly. <laughs> uh, was was there any affiliation with with? Uh, was it well? It was. Uh, we'll play it by ear, my friend. You worry too much. Should we get out there? I am. I am. I'm. I'll stay I am, with I am, you. I am stressing. I am stressing. And I've um, got be, to admit, be, though, I'm, I'm rather looking forward to trying this old capital. Sorry, guys. Uh, before you go, I feel like I should probably inform you, uh, seeing as you did ask me to put my guys on it. Uh, if you remember, you asked uh, you you asked me to uh, check with my guards that's under my little payroll if there's any suspicious activities that's been happening in the check-in and check-outs. Now we've got a little yes. a little bit of information. We don't got proper names as such, but hopefully something to set you guys off if. If, if and you want to hear it before you go to the festival. Yeah, sure. uh, yes, yes, okay, absolutely. All right, so I had my guards, my guys, kind of look through the book and uh, find any irregularities. 
And well, what do you know, they found some. They found some repeating names that ain't even names, they're titles. Which we found a little odd. And then when they corroborated it against the, uh, against the guard who signed them in, well, wouldn't you know? That guard, he ain't existing anywhere. It's a false guard signing people in. Under under a false name? Mm-hmm. So the guard false himself... Name. The guard himself is A. Mencken, which we don't have anyone in the guard barracks with the last name of Mencken. So that's obviously a pseudonym. Now, as for these titles that we suspect, highly suspect, well, there's six of them. And I would suggest that these are the, the main players of the cult. And like I said before, or like uh, Sailor said, you don't necessarily have to kill them, although that option is always open to you. Always. You can just convince them to to leave the cult or to stop producing the crystals. It's up to use. But nonetheless, their titles are a search. And you might want to make a note of this. Sorry, how do you spell God? I am not sure if that's sarcastic or not. Yeah, I Alright, so here are their six titles. Obviously, these are all pseudonyms. They're not their real names. They're just... Well, we suspect it's their role or perhaps some kind of identifying characteristic that if any of these people saw each other in the ledger, they'd be able to tell. But enough beating around the bush. The names are as such. The Acolyte. The Shopkeeper. The Scientist. The Quartermaster. The Death Walker. And then finally, the leader. Now we all believe now we believe that they are all in Salt Harbor at the moment, as they ain't been signed out. But as to what these titles actually mean, well, I guess that's up to you guys to sort out. Well, I would assume a shopkeeper would have a shop. Uh, you'd think so. Very interesting. Yeah, they, may, they, may, they may not actually. It's quite. It, it's quite amusing actually because they may not be uh, false names. They may be. Uh, they may be what they really are. Okay, Indeed. we'll keep. We'll we'll keep an eye. Well, I got my shopkeeper. It's definitely a very you're good. T- uh, you're t- <laughs> you're tickling there. You're tickling my uh, my balls there, Gregor. There, <laughs> uh, try and try and face down when you're talking a little bit more. Please. What? 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 Pointing my face. Oh. <laughs> Heavens! <laughs> Even his camera. Jesus. <laughs> So yeah, Aja has just kind of like given you this list of names and titles. He's let you know essentially that obviously these titles are their real names, but it might might be related to what they do or who they are as such. Hopefully it'll give you a bit of a 
bit of a lead. At that, though, he does kind of, like, just kind of lean forward. Now, uh, I ain't giving them the full, the full reward that we said about, because they ain't names. However, I did give that guy 50 gold for his troubles, so, uh, one of yous wouldn't mind reimbursing me for that, seeing as it's your task. I'd be happy with that. Do I have any, uh, Am I aware of the amount of gold that Gregor has? Oh, come on. You're bringing me in this. I don't believe so, because Gregor's not told you he's got a lot of gold. Is there no fish? Oh, he has a bag of holding, doesn't he? He has a bag of holding. <laughs> yeah, he right. took that off of Rags' car. Yeah. I must be able to see that amount of gold. <laughs> Unfortunately um, not. Gre- Gre- Gregor. Let's see if this is a. Let's you see just if this, see, let's see if this you is You just allowed. see an arm just reach out just in the middle. <laughs> Just an, arm, just an arm kind of erupts from the cloak with 50 gold coins. You just drop yes. the I'm assuming, yeah. Just, just drop the gold coins into Arsh's hand. Well, that's kind of disconcerting, but thanking you. <laughs> Anyways, I believe that you guys might have a festival that you're wanting to attend. Yes, definitely. That's what we're ready as we're ever going to be. Oh, some fine work. Thank you for the information. No, no. Nah, nah. Yes, it's quite all right. If I if I get any anything else from them, which might be unlikely, because you know if they're using pseudonyms, it's going to be difficult for them to figure out who they actually are. But if I find out anything else, you guys will be the first to know. Um, as a dog, could you uh, grab onto our cloak just to make sure we're going the right way? Because I'm a bit blind here. <laughs> uh, why? Of course, I'll grab. Gregor uh, needs to do the walking. He does. I know, I know, that's why I asked. And I'm going to be the eyes of your walking. Well, maybe you should practice before we go stop, you know? Try and get out of here. Because... Okay, you guys wanting to <laughs> practice Gregor's walking? Yeah. Okay, so. Uh, go, go on then. Go okay, on, Deeks. So... Follow me. <laughs> so. You hear oh. that, and sorry, go go for it, Ezador. No, I just thought, what 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 am I calling you, gentlemen? <laughs> um, call them call them dicks. Maybe don't call. Dicks a door, dicks a door. Um, dicks call 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 me rooster. 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 <laughs> rooster. Very good. Very carnably. <laughs> at this point, at, at, at this point, has already walked off. It's just you guys left alone now in the kind of like the center square of the dark area. Towards the back of you, it's just pretty much a straight line to the stairs that would lead up to the financial district. Come on then, Roosty. Straight line. <laughs> okay, so All Gregor, right. yeah. roll me a dex check, please. Right, dex Six. <laughs> Roosty, Rooster starts following Ezador at first, but suddenly starts kind of like swerving off to the side. Can it's I grab him like... as he starts to swerve? Yes. <laughs> so you Dicks, grab him and he stops. Straight line. Come on, come on, Gregor. You must have done straight line before. 
And I'll just oh, guide him back to where he's supposed to be going. <laughs> hang on, hang on. There must be a simpler way of doing this. I have the eyes. Yes. Right. If I'm sat on your shoulders, then if I put my hand on your face, yes. and I will use your face as a left and right. There's like a steering wheel. Yeah, there's a, there's a sort yes. of steering momentum. Yes, yes, it's very good, it's a, Esador. It's a good okay. idea, Dix. That's very good. Have I a carriage now? And maybe that will prevent you from speaking and vibrating my testicles. Yes, Gregor, you need to stop speaking. <laughs> I turn my head backwards and forwards at this point. What? And I can yeah, simply tell you when to stop and to move. Are you trying to ratatouille Gregor, basically? <laughs> <laughs> he does have horns that you can grab onto rather than his face. <laughs> Yes, He's got two horns. short horns that will fit your hands perfectly. Okay, okay, I will grab onto the horns, if that's more suitable for you, Gregor. Yes, okay. thank you. Okay, so Gregor, when Deeks is directing you, you have advantage on dexterity checks for walking. Right, um, do you so want yeah. uh, me to re-roll? Yeah, so your Ezidor kind of lets go of you and... You all start walk. You both, I guess, start walking back to the exit. Roll yeah, right. me a dex check, please. I'll release as it goes, like a parent with their child on a bike. <laughs> I'm assuming that Deeks is helping steer you here. Yeah. God. I I, I, t I tell you what, actually, actually, Deeks, you need to roll me first because you're directing him. Uh, roll me. Romy animal handling. <laughs> oh, because you're, you're, you're kind sake. of like directing no. him. There's nothing else that fits. Animal handling or dexterity, but I'm going to say animal handling here. Can I not have dexterity? Surely animal handling is is more internal handling than than what I have to do here. I tell you what, I've got I've got a bottle cap. It's quite fitting actually. <laughs> I've got a bottle cap. This right, side right. is. Um, Dex. That side is um, animal handling's on the also handling the mental side of things. Oh, okay. You can go, Dex. Oh, would it be sleight of hand? Well, I've just rolled it. Well, I've rolled anyway. We'll go for Dex this time. We might go sleight of hand next time. All right, so that's a twenty, but not a natural. Okay, so roll again, Gregor, with advantage. Because you are being guided by Deeks here. Uh, 19. Oh, sorry. Um, deck, was this a dex? Yes, it's dex for you, please. Uh, yeah, nat uh, a 20, not natural. So you're going to say natural 19. How far is going to say? Oh, sorry, no, two. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so 20 not natural. Um, the second that Deeks kind of grabs your horns and starts like pushing forward, you just maintain your course forward. There's kind of like a few pebbles and small rocks in your way, and Deeks kind of like tilts your head ever so slightly to the left, and you follow, tilts it back to the right, and you follow, and you just navigate around this rock perfectly. So you are now at the entrance of 
or the exit, I guess, of the dark area. Are you ready, Gregor, for this? Yes. <laughs> Are you sure? <laughs> I, I, I believe so, as long as you tell me the right directions. You're going to have to try to do this with, uh, with as least talking as possible. Yes. I just, I just start whispering at this point. Please stop. <laughs> <laughs> okay, guys, I want you to roll me... As you're heading up the stairs, we'll just say you're heading up the stairs, you're comping up the stairs to the financial district. I want one of you to roll me a D4, please. Oh, a D4. Yes, it can be any of you. One. <laughs> That's fine. Um, so, yes, you exit out of... Hang on one second. Just close that. So you exit out of the dark area, you climb up the stairs, you're winding around the stairs, and then you find yourself kind of like in the holding area. Um, Are we going of, back and forth? Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, as you're, as you're walking up the stairs, there's a little bit of swaying and stuff like that, but Gregor, you managed to keep your footing well enough, we'll say. Well enough. So you exit out... You pass through the statue, and you are now in the financial district. You're kind of like in this entranceway to the dark area. As you pass out, Esdor, as you also follow through, you look up and see the statue at one point or another would have been you, but now vastly resembles a triton. As you look up and around, you can see that it looks to be around about nine in the morning. There doesn't really appear to be that many other people in the financial district at this point in time. Uh, it appears we're a little bit early. Yes, maybe. Or maybe it's just not in this district. Do you think we should head to the... to the pub? The what? Uh, the squid. Should we head to there? Oh, Make the, sure the that ta- the, the, Avarice is there. The tavern? Yes. Um... Uh... I don't know, really. Should we? Yes. All right. Uh, I think that's the best option. As it, as it, as it all. Right. Yes. We'll do this. Oh, you, you hear him? Yeah, yeah. That's good. It must be. You're uh, all my eyes. I can't see a thing. Yeah. I'll follow you. <laughs> no, you need to lead the way. Oh, of course. <laughs> Absolutely. He doesn't know the way. Uh, it, uh, I'm not going to be familiar I'm with sure. it, am I? <laughs> You're not. I don't know the. I don't know the way either, Gregor. <laughs> okay, it's so place uh, obstacles, isn't it? <laughs> right. I, t- I was going to say, um, as soon as we exit out here, we turn right, go past the big uh, fighting <laughs> guild, smoldering wreck. Yeah, the smoldering wreck. Go all the way down the stairs and walk around there. I believe. Did you hear that, is it all? Yes. Okay, let's go. <laughs> we'll do that then. Um, okay. I'll follow his directions then. And hopefully yes. get there without incident. <laughs> so as you as you exit this little entranceway to the dark area, is it all, you see immediately in front of you kind of like a ruined church. That the last time you were hit you were here wasn't a ruined church. The church itself was fully built. There was no overgrowth of moss or plants, whereas now the side of it is pretty much absent. 
the front is crumbling, the roof has gone completely, and there is moss and vines kind of climbing up of this church itself. You turn so that you're facing downwards, and yeah, you see a large mound of heavily burnt wood. It's kind of like collapsed all in on itself. It's no longer smouldering. It doesn't look like it has been for quite some time, but it looks like whatever happened there was a scene of utter devastation. My, my. What a terrible incident must have occurred there. Yes, I know. Oh, really, Gregor? Why, what happened? We'll talk about it at the tavern. Please avoid all talking at all costs. Deeks, roll me a, just a straight up d20 to see your comfortability here. Three. <laughs> and I, I feel that three. Every time that Gregor speaks, it is sending vibrations to areas that normally would be quite pleasurable. But considering you're on someone's head and not in a consensual way, it's not so that nice. It's warm, <laughs> so it's warm breath. Tell me, Gregor, do you know what happened to that church that just went past? It's all decrepit. Try and hit him with my hat as he said. Would you know why they would leave that so decrepit at the time? It used to be a magnificent building, that <laughs> Roll me a dex check, Gregor, as you're trying to walk through here. Not with advantage, because Deeks is now batting your head with his hat. All right. Uh, that's a 12. You kind of like, you start walking forwards and then you start veering directly towards the smouldering ruin of the arena. Well, funny you should say that, Evador, but um, we've been here before. I've fought in this and as I'm just trailing, like, just, just yeah, the... you're, you're five foot away from Evador, you're then 10 foot away as you're saying this, your voice is gonna... trailing. I'll grab onto the horn again as I'm trying to score him because I want to get to him as well. <laughs> now I realise his voice is getting quieter so much. <laughs> Deeks, roll me a sleight of hand with disadvantage if you're still batting his head. Well, I've been here. Four. You're unable to keep steering him away. Gregor, you now kind of like just... You walk directly into the smouldering rune of the arena. Roll me an acrobatics check to see if you keep your feet, please. Oh, it's going to be one of those sessions, guys. You're literally three cobalts in a trench coating this. Uh, acrobatics. Yes, please. Okay. Uh, tw uh, 12. You stumble and fall forward, like s flat onto this wood. Both you and Deeks. Take a little bit of pain, no actual damage, but you both feel pain as these burnt-out logs and wood hit you. But thankfully, Deeks, you stay on his shoulders, and Gregor, you manage to push yourself back upright. Yeah. Well, we've been in it. Oh, Greg, everybody just... Rooster, will you? Everybody just... Everybody, can we please just stop for a moment? I don't know where this, I'm going. Stop talking. This is killing me. <laughs> We we need to we need to do this correctly, otherwise we're going to spend the whole day just uh, fighting each other, and it's not going to work. But Gregor, you need to stay as quiet as possible. Ezidor, stop taunting him, and I know why you're doing this, and it's not fair. Did you hear that, Gregor? <laughs> yes. 
I am I am not <laughs> going to be a part of this anymore until we I, stop. I, I, this I, I'm is sorry. silly. This I is silly behaviour from the both of you. Just like, and I'm uh, trying to be serious here. I, I already, already, I'm sorry. I was just having a little fun. I, I, I've done now, I promise. <laughs> well, I should think so too. Roll another. Right, I'm going to grab onto his horns now. Yes. My hat is back in my backpack. I'm going to grab onto his horns and say, right, Gregor, let's do this properly. Onwards. Please. <laughs> just keep your voice low and only speak when you need to. I just I just nod my head back and forth to go, hmm. The vibrations that go up your legs also, from the. Mm-hmm. That one also got me. <laughs> Great. Right, Steering towards Gregor. <laughs> okay, so you're now heading back down south. Gregor, roll me a dex check with advantage, please, with Deke's help in you. Greg- Gregor's heading down south. <laughs> 18. So, yeah, now with Deke steering you, you are able to expertly navigate down around the arena you pass around the bank itself obviously gregor you can't see that you're passing around the bank but deeks you see um kind of like a horseshoe shaped building again with lots of stuff growing out of it but it does look like people are still using it even if it is only one or two people and as you as you pass around it you head around the back you see some stairs and you walk down the stairs so at this point in time it did take you about half an hour to actually just walk down that simple little area because of obviously walking into the arena, you you were walking and talking and chatting and whatnot. So it's about half past nine by the time that you start walking down the steps. However, as you do, the sound of a crowd begins to fill your ears. As you head down the stairs, you see that the road directly in front of you is relatively normal but um as you head to the first crossroads you see that a little bit further down so like heading more into the center of the area there are some stalls and there are more and more people walking towards there some with instruments some dressed up quite fancy um, and others just obviously tourists I think we found the festival, boys. <laughs> I, I believe we finally fit in. As you are saying... <laughs> it's the, oh, Gregor. As, as Deeks is desperately trying not to... How to say this in a family-friendly manner. Below his load. Um, <laughs> a procession... It's definitely, definitely not on the verge of blowing his load. <laughs> well, you know, all these vibrations, Christ... Um, a procession of people walk by in kind of like um, carnival yet military themed outfits. So, you know, like carnival is in like bright colours and feathers, military is in like the hats and the suits type of thing. One person is kind of like using a drum with a little stick, hitting it against it quite rapidly. Another one is banging cymbals together. There's a lot of people chanting and dancing around these people as they are making their way down the main street. Okay, uh, Ezador, do you think you can find your way through this mess to get to the, to the squid? Do we, uh, Gregor, do we really need to go to the squid? Do you want me to speak? I, when I ask you a question, yes, you can speak. <laughs> 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 I 
Uh, I would say yes, because that's the place that would be most relaxed, I would say. I it's, relax is not what we need, though, is it? Uh, it's a place that we need to meet Amrius to get my pay. <laughs> that is true. Sorry, I'm just having a nice time out here. Um, <laughs> uh, really? Really? <laughs> uh, right, where, where, where else? Uh, DM. What can I see around me? I presume we're maybe now a little bit lost. So I will show you exactly where you are on the map, but I'll also describe it. Just give me one quick second here. So like I said, you came down the stairs at the top of the district mm. and you walked down the initial front road on either side was still normal. But as you got to the actual first crossroads, um, you started then seeing a procession of people further down um, on the actual main street itself. So you can either head down this alley to your left that you are pretty much at right now, or you can try and follow the procession of people. Gregor uh, knows where the Baneful Squid is. Based on Gregor's information, do. do I know where I... Based on his information, then, do I know where it is? Gregor's not informed you where it is, other than in the commercial district. Well then, Gregor. Yes. <laughs> Ezidor, do you know where you're going? I could ask my friend if you want to go. I'll just... Um, person. Ask. Just, just ask. Just <laughs> ask. I just want to just tap the nearest person, who's not a guard. <laughs> Let me roll something here to see if you tap the guard. No, I won't no, tap no, the guard. That's fine. That's fine. Well, to be fair, Isidore, you've, yes, not you been here. you've not been here in centuries. The guard outfits may have changed. You turn and you tap a young adult. A young adult over the consenting age. That's oh, shit. I think valuable I need to retake information, DM. Thank you very much. You, you turn and you tap a, a young adult. Oh, young adult of consenting age. <laughs> Would you happen to know the way to the squid? <laughs> He's gone. This young adult of consenting age <laughs> turns to look at you. Oh, me, sir? What squid's that then? One that they caught? No, it's a, it's a tavern of some kind, I believe. I know it's called the squid. Oh. It Ain't no tavern just called the squid here, friend. Anything like the squid? Ah, oh, there's a baneful squid heading down that road there. Fantastic. Just down there, did you say? <laughs> yeah, just down there, he says, pointing down the street. Just down there. All right. Well, thank you very much. Have a good festival. Ah, uh, you Please? too. I'll just be here, Please? an adult of consenting age. <laughs> Scrap, it off, adult. <laughs> Scrap it off, lead the way. Oh, <laughs> uh, Christ. So what, a nice, you, what a nice consenting age adult that was. <laughs> <laughs> oh, the worst thing is I'm going to have to edit out the lead into that joke, so none of this is going to make any fucking uh. sense. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, no, fuck it, I'll keep it in. <laughs> okay, so, yes, um, Ezidor, you are now starting down this side snicket of road. Gregor and Deeks, I'm assuming you're following... Uh, horns to the ready. <laughs> D, uh, Gregor, roll me a dex check with advantage, please. 
16. You manage to get down the street well enough. You stumble a little bit. The uneven flooring of the cobbled-stoned road kind of, like, offsets you a little bit. You kind of, like, lean, lurch forward a little bit. And for a split second, it feels almost like uh, Deeks might fall off you. But you keep him up well enough. Okay, so, yeah, you guys are heading down the side street, heading towards the Baneful Squid. Gregor, you, like I say, you stumbled a little bit over some cobbles. But you're pretty much fine as you reach the entrance door to the Burnfield Squid. Ah, what a fine establishment this looks to me. Uh, I walk in. So you push open the door just like with it. I'll keep the door um, open for them. <laughs> for, for Rooster. I'll lean the for head. For Rooster. The, um, <laughs> yeah, I'll, I'll lean forward on the head there uh, on the, the horns. After you, Rooster. So, you know what, I'm not even going to make you roll the roll here, Gregor. You just head straight into the room quite easily and quite... Yeah, just quite easily, really. Yeah, well, I'm uh, bearing down on them. So Deeks and Ezadol, this is the first time you've seen this place. You see a very... As the door opens and you head in, you see a very dimly lit, very large room. There's only a couple of candles around this room, which is pretty much circular. And all of these candles and torches on the wall, they just kind of highlight the stone walls around them. Um, it is a little bit difficult to see. You don't actually realise until you take a couple of steps in, but there is a large maroon rug in the centre of the tavern. Placed around just in random intervals around this entire room are standard spherical tables. Each of them have four basic stools around them. You'd, you'd wager a guess that there's about 15 of these tables. No, I, was waiting for it. I was waiting for him to say, you walked into the wrong house. <laughs> no, no, no. Thankfully, you do enter into the tavern. As you guys continue passing through, you pass by a large fireplace on one side of the room in which a large crackling fire is already burning, giving off a lot of uh, heat and lighting enough the place a little bit. Are the it people opens in... up around here. Oh, sorry. <laughs> sorry, gone. I was going to say, no, are no, the people in this room? Uh, so at the moment, with it being close-ish to 10 o'clock, there's a couple of people in the room, only about three or four of them, as well as a very large um, half-orc at the bar, just cleaning a glass. Okay. Now remember, Rooster, and I'm going to say this really loud, <laughs> keep your eye out for an acolyte, a shopkeeper... A scientist <laughs> and a quartermaster. What about, what, yes, Death Walker and the leader. Yes, I know. That's the one. And while I say Don't that, I'm not seeing anybody. Stop talking. <laughs> and I'm looking around at everyone to see if I'm getting any. Yeah, you know. I was going to say, I need, I need to roll something here, seeing as you're just blatantly saying these <laughs> code names out loud. No one reacts. Right. Well, I'm just going to, like, punch myself at the bar and look around. <laughs> uh, I'm kind just of... going to remain in the position that I'm in. <laughs> so, yeah. So, Ezador, you're kind of, like, leaning against the bar looking around. Um, I guess I should just say Rooster so that it combines both of you two. Rooster, you are a couple of feet behind Ezador. You're not stood in the centre of the room as such, but you're not propped up against the bar. Well, it's worth a try, yeah. wasn't it, Rooster? 
Shall I get you a drink? Uh, yes. Um, uh, what is the best they have? Um, barkeep. Uh, as you say this, the half orc barkeep, barkeep, barkeep turns around. He's wearing kind of like simple, like a simple sponge shirt, kind of like tied together with strings and stuff. He's got like a leather vest over the top of it. One of his teeth is broken. The other one's kind of pointing up. Got a couple of tears in his ear. His hair is kind of like tied up and like into a bun, essentially. Turns around as he's still polishing a, a tankard. Oh, hello. Didn't realize I had new customers in here. What can I get you, friends? Hi, though. Pleasant to meet you. I'll have three pints of your best. Three? Ask, him, ask him what Other the people best he has is. Well, no, it's for me and my friend Rooster here, but he's a rather large chap, as you can see. <laughs> he, he has two for every one of mine. Yes, and it's ask him what the best he has is. The half orc looks at you both. Oh well, I ain't gonna, ain't gonna budge anyone here. But uh, did you see what is the best that I have? By any chance, my lumpy friend? Oh, you're talking yeah. to me? <laughs> oh yeah, oh. indeed, yes, yes. He's calling yes. me lumpy then. <laughs> no, what, what is no, the best? No. What is the best you have? Oh, that would be a uh, basilisk venom. No, so I don't want anything strong. as no, no, I don't want anything as strong as that. Oh, that is the are, best. Are, you, are you sure it's really I'm, good? I am sure. I don't need anything. No, 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 no. Yes, but I, I know what I want, and it's not Basilis Venom. Oh, very well. I was going to say, do I hear this? Yes, you can hear everything. You're cloaked, but you're not muffled. Can I just? Uh, impersonate um, dicks and dicker. Yes! Roll me a performance check. And I, uh, I need to roll that against Crumb's insight. With my hand. Roll me a slight. Roll me the rest of it with the rest of the controlling with my hand on his face now. <laughs> um, are you sure, Booster? That's a good <laughs> idea. Fastless venom at this time in the morning. Okay, I so, didn't say anything. So. Deeks, roll me a dexterity check. 17. Okay, so Gregor, roll me performance with disadvantage, please. <laughs> Natural one. Okay, I need to roll something here. Great. It's going to be great if Gregor... Keep your mouth shut, could you, Gregor? Nope. Could be worse. Could be worse. Okay. <clears throat> so, as Gregor is saying, yes, or whatever it was he was saying, Dick slams his mouth shut on both, like, top hand, one hand on top, one hand on bottom, slams it shut. Gregor, you bite into your tongue as you're saying yes, and you let out a loud yelp of pain. You also take mm. four points of damage. Okay. But yeah, there is a loud yelp of pain and this half-orc bartender just kind of... I could have sworn that I heard a noise coming from your abdomen down there. Oh, Rooster, is, yes. is that your old acid reflux again? Uh, yes, yes, it is. It's, uh, mm. 
<laughs> once, once again, I've, I've eaten something uh, st strange and not, not right to myself. It's uh, something in the, in the market we had earlier. As you know. uh, uh, what? what <laughs> something too spicy, I must say. This is, uh, can you just answer me what the best you have here is? Uh, yeah, quick, Basil Expedit is not the best you have, it's the strongest you have. You, I'd you like something of quality. Get in some ale. Could, you need some ale. Could, I don't could you roll ale. me? Could you roll me either performance or deception, please? Your call. I was going to say, as he's yes, doing you. this, can I reach... I was going to say, can I reach up my arm and just grab his leg quite hard as like he's just slammed his uh, my jaw into my, uh, into my tongue? You can, but I'm going to actually hold off on telling me what the result of your performance or deception check is. Roll me a strength check, please. And Deeks, what is your AC? 11. 11. Okay, B11. Yeah, not with that. Uh, 7. Okay, so you don't have disadvantage on this deception or performance roll, Deeks. Okay, I'm going to grab his horns and say, look! What was your performance or deception? I didn't roll it yet. Okay, I was going to say, I need to know that before you can do anything else, I'm afraid. What What was my options? Perfe perception or... Uh, no, performance or deception. Performance or deception. Uh, 11. As you're kind of like trying to pass it off as just indigestion and stuff. No, I know the sounds of indigestion. I was a ship captain, you know, and if there's one thing a ship captain knows about, it's the sounds of indigestion. Now that did not sound like no indigestion to me. That Can actually I... sounded like, my friend, that there was someone else in there with you. <laughs> Can I... Then take. <laughs> okay, I'm gonna try some of it. I've got an ink pot here, right? Okay. What I want to do is sort of take the ink pot out, and then just like squedge a little bit onto the floors if I've um, I'm a bit, you know, an upset stomach. <laughs> Romy deception with disadvantage, because that's a terrible plan. <laughs> You're, you're spitting ink out. You're not even <laughs> spitting the ink out. You're throwing ink out from your neck area. <laughs> and it's ink. Anyone who looks even slightly closely at that will see it's ink. ink. Never mind the fact that it didn't come out of your mouth. <laughs> it's a seven, then. This half-orc sees you kind of... He sees, like... I'll tell you what happens, actually. This half-orc sees, like, a little tiny hand just kind of lob a little bit of ink onto the floor. As he does, as you do that, you're like, <coughs> I'm so poorly. And this half orc just, there was a little line in there. I, oh, think the, I knew I what's think going the, on here. I think the game's up, boys. I Back. knew what's going on here. I was going to say, can I just say... Uh, <laughs> don't move, Gregor. Uh, Gregor? Right, did you just say Gregor? <laughs> All right, crumb. Oh, Gregor, you're in there! Why are you hiding like that? Parky, can we have yes. some discretion, please? My name is Crumb Grimlock, my friend, and that that mound of muscle over there is my friend Gregor. Great friends, friends. Uh, yeah, Crumb. see, we're friends. <laughs> Fantastic. Yes. Well, it's oh, as, 
as a, it's a Gregor, very long story. Gregor, you might as well stick your snout out now. He sees you. <laughs> oh yeah, I can see the big old, the, the, the big snout. You just kind of poke your you poke your snout through the opening of the cloak. There's not your entire face. It's literally just your snout, your blue snout sticking out, sticking out of this cloak. And I, I'm gonna make sure I stand <laughs> from other patrons so they don't see the talking snout. Come, do you mind if we have two beers, please? Three. Oh yes, of course. I'll get those for you right now, Gregor. And how about your Thank friend, you. your your funnily coloured haired friend? Would you also like a beer? I, I, just, that, I just no. That is my no. plan. Yes. Are you talking to me? <laughs> yes, I am talking to you, my funny haired coloured friend. I'm assuming. It, given that I can see your snout there, Gregor, whomever is on top of you is quite a short fellow. Crumb, this yes. dicks, dicks, this is a crumb. It just kind of looks up. Oh, hello. I'll get you some elven wine. That might be more your fancy. As, as, thank you. Gregor, you could have told us you had a friend here. That all... might have been rather useful. <laughs> well... Yes. So Chrome kind of turns around. He gets like a wooden stake and smacks it into a cask of beer. He pulls it out and a load of beer just comes glugging out into one ta- tankard and then two. And he places them down with just like a onto the bar. And he stops the leakage from the casket. And you kind of like, Deeks, you see him kind of like lean underneath the bar. You hear a bit of rummaging around from just like bottles and whatnot, and then you hear like a. She takes I a hope that's a one. new bottle. Well, did you not hear the cork? I did. That's what it sounded like. And he just pours well. out this vibrant green wine into a goblet for you. No. Seeing as it's been quite some time since I've seen Gregory, a couple of weeks, and I believe that we have some reacquaintancing to do, I'll let these ones be on the house. Oh, that's very generous of you. Crumb. Oh, don't go thinking me too much yet, mate. What did you say your name was again? Oh, I I didn't. If you did. No. No, no, no. My my apologies, it's Ezador. Very well, Isidore. I am from Grimlock. Who is the short one on Gregor's shoulders? Yes, so it's Isidore. Isidore, that's what I said. Yes. Yes, and who's the one on Gregor's shoulders? This would be... Although, can I just ask, can we keep it? We will explain the situation, but can we just keep it discreet? Well, yes, but you've got to... Yeah, well, yes, but you've got to... Well, you probably won't Don't worry, Isidore, I will explain this to um, Crumb. Yeah, Yeah, like, where is... uh, Where's the little dragon? And where's where's Ragnarok? And Ivok? Like, um, no offence to your new friendos, but, you know, at the very least, I was hoping to see the little dragon again to give him some gold. He's he's going at quite a rate, wasn't he? How is he doing we now? To, we need to talk in private. Is he okay? <laughs> I, I'm afraid I bring bad news. Oh no! About about uh, about 
Are you looking Ragnarok? What the dragons say, Finty? Oh god, they're all dead. Um, I just let out a deep sigh and just like, unfortunately, Ivok, Ragnarok, and Bimit have perished. He just kind of takes a deep inhale of breath. He kind of bows his head slightly. Ooh. It ain't good. Now, I had a kinship with Ragnarok being half orcs, no. And Ivik was. Well, Ivik was a good sort. You could always tell his heart was in the right place. Always able to have a good conversation with that one about business and whatnot. When Ragnarok would talk about trying to open up his own betting tavern. <laughs> Ridiculous. <laughs> but Ivik, yeah. <laughs> they were both good, but. But Bimmy, losing him. His you face darkens for You know what? They were they were good companions. I imagine they were. His face darkens for a second. Did you get the fuckers who did it though? Unfortunately, not yet. Well, you make sure, Gregor. You find him. And you make him pay for Bimmy. Oh, they'll t they'll pay ten times full. You worry about that. Well, if you need any information or anything I can do to help, ah, for those three, yes, I will. Yes, um, I believe we do actually. Do you know anything about the shopkeeper? I live in a commercial district, Gregor. <laughs> Shopkeepers are all that are here. Um. I just turn to Dix and... Uh, well, you don't really turn to Dix. You kind of, like, lean your head upwards I, towards Dix, I, I guess. I look. You, you you know, don't you? I'm just trying to reach for the wine. <laughs> <laughs> just these little hands appearing from the neck of this lumpy creature reaching for the wine. Here you go. Just hand you the glass. Thank you. Bit early to be drinking, isn't it? It's only half ten. You want a straw for that? No, I'm good. Are you yeah. sure? Nice, no, lovely. Okay. Hi, Krikor. What, 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 what are you asking me? <laughs> I was wondering about the names, about, uh, you know, like, I just turned to him, just whisper, um, the shopkeeper, and the other names. Oh, there's a, there's a few other names. I'm. The base is this guy trusted? Crumb? Yeah, definitely, definitely. Uh, there's apparently some some people have been let into the town under under false names. By um, by a false guard, no doubt. Yes, and by a false guard. They're they're, they're under some some names like the the, the acolyte, the shopkeeper, which Craig uh, just said. Uh, a scientist, a quartermaster, a death walker, and, and the one they call the leader. Pseudonyms! I'm going to say that really loud. As <laughs> <laughs> you shout this really loud, one or two people in the back of the bar just kind of like whip their heads around to look at you and they glare at you slightly. Yeah, I'm going to look at them back. <laughs> see if I can like, see anything in their facial expression. Roll me an investigation roll, please. Yes, and while I'm doing that, I'm going to say... Pseudonyms, you might say. 
Oh, nat 20. <laughs> Oy. With a nat 20, you can see that all of the people that have turned around, they've the way that they've reacted wouldn't infer that they themselves are the shopkeeper. However, one of them might have a clue as to what you're talking about. Right. I'm going to let them carry on talking, but I'm going to keep an eye on him. You keep looking at him. So, you see a... Uh... God, I've forgotten the name for them now. You see a tabaxi. Um, kind of like black fur with white streaks across their eyes. Just kind of nursing a drink. They kind of looked up and glared at you for a second. At first, it kind of seems like, you know, you just interrupted their drink. But, further reflection, there might be a hint of recognition there. Carry on, you two. Uh, don't be discreet. <laughs> <laughs> I'm watching. The, I'm watching the tabaxi while I while this conversation is going on. <laughs> I, um, I I don't really know what to say here, then. Gregor, is there anything you'd like to? Crumb, do you know any of these names? Oh, uh, I mean, a title's a title, isn't it? It only has meaning to what you attribute to the title. So, True. Like, the, the leader could meet anyone. However, so, what was it you said, the Death Walker? I don't know anyone like that. I would assume that that might be someone who has died, and we are kind of leans in close. We are talking about the cult of Moku here, ain't we? Yes. Yeah, so I would I would assume then that the Death Walker is someone that may have been killed over the last couple of months maybe. And has been brought back to life. Death Walker, you see. Do you know anyone that's been no. brought back to life? No, I'm afraid I don't I don't really get out of here too much, Gregor. Apart from the occasional Portal visit to see Mr. Valar Constance in Velden. Speaking of which, I've got an update for you about that in a second, but we'll go through the names first. Because you, yes. I don't know where you guys were, but from the looks of what Mr. Henry S. Reap was talking about last night, you were meant to meet him here last night, and you didn't. Yes, we got a bit, uh. We had to sleep some things off. Well, nonetheless, I'll catch you up on that in a second. So, let's go through the rest of them. The Acolyte, don't know what that means, don't even know what that word means. It's a follower of a leader of a sort. Oh, well, I don't really know that many religious people, I'm afraid. Yeah, what else is there? There's the Scientist, so... Again, I don't know many scientists, but if you know anyone in any of the areas, that might be a bit sciencey and whatnot. Logical thinkers and all that kind of jazz. Maybe him. Uh, the quartermaster. Oh, well, that one's... Well, I'd like to say that one's easy, but I don't want to be casting aspersions, you see. I don't want to be saying, oh, it's definitely him. But a quartermaster, were they normally dealing weapons? Normally to do with the army or barracks or something like that so i would say i had to take a guess i was guessing this maybe the quartermaster's got something to do with the barracks the leader oh, that could okay. be anyone like literally anyone could be a leader if we desert all year could say that he's a leader and that i'd apply to him so cat over there 
The shopkeeper, though, well, there's obviously a lot of shopkeepers around here. However, if I was to uh, hazard a guess as to which one might end up uh, benefiting from being in the cult. Sorry, that the jaw position that I have to do for the phone, Crim's voice, wears down. Mm. If I had to guess for anyone who would be a shopkeeper that would have some kind of benefit from it, be Toby Newden. His wife got murdered a couple of months ago. So oh. I can imagine poor Toby is a good sort, but if he got mutilated, maybe they told him that they could do something for him. Keep on sorry. What? What was that name again? Toby Newden. He is the Toby. proprietor of the uh, general goods store in Salt Harbor. Mm. Very interesting. Very, um, very. Um, looking, is the tabaxi listening? Oh, what's the tabaxi doing? The tabaxi, at this point in time, has pretty much finished their drink. They stand up, they push their stool back, and they're like, and they stand up, they take one last look at you guys before walking out. I'm following that person. Roll me a... You know what, actually, yeah, you can just follow them straight out the door if you want. Yeah, I'm gonna... Uh, you carry on, guys. I'll meet you back here in a sec. Okay, it's so... It's a dog! Yeah. Oh, it's going. <laughs> so, guys, uh, Rooster, what do you do at this point? Just looking around. There's a dog's gone. Uh, Gregor, is it called? Uh, do you know where this uh, Toby Newbin would be? Toby Newbin is still in this area. He's just in the general shop. Around about, uh, around about fifty to sixty feet away from my own tavern. He says. Can as you... The DM looks to place it on the map. About fifty or sixty meters away, around. On the corner, near the steps. I, uh, I've not been here before, have I? Yes, you have. You've been to Salt Harbor many times, <laughs> and you've also been to that shop before. Ah! Then I know exactly where to go. I think that's where we need to go, um, Dix. Oh, now? Uh, the shop. Dix is trying this to time? drink his wine as quick as he can. Yes, but what are we going to do when we get there? We're just a, we're two people in a cave. Ah, but we can ask about the, the cult, can't we? I don't think that would be a good idea. All that we need to do is say one of those... <laughs> one of those names. Hmm. Well, it's up to you. I mean, we can stay here if you want. <laughs> Sorry, I just saw India running by in the <laughs> background, trying to avoid the shot. <laughs> uh, yeah, she, she just kind of like dipped down and died by. <laughs> I, ha I had the door. So, Ezidor, you have just left the...
tavern as you kind of like push open the door kind of swings open with a very loud creak and as you step out into the streets you are met with more festival goers you can see the black tabaxi kind of dip out into this crowd right well I'm shouting for the tabaxi tabaxi <laughs> roll me I think we've done it as a performance before when you're trying to shout out across a crowd so roll me a performance please Uh, 12. So you start shouting out to this tabaxi. What What is it that you're shouting? Well, I'm just getting their attention. The way I'm saying it is like, I've literally just gone out the door with them. And I just really like, oi, tabaxi. <laughs> so, yeah, you try and, you know, like, push them to say, oi, tabaxi, but they've already kind of, like, slipped into the crowd at this point. There's like a throng of festival goers with <laughs> drums and you know like dancing and stuff like that pass so by they them. look to the slide. <laughs> you can you you can push through the crowd to follow them. Okay, I'm gonna try and see exactly where they went and I'm basically gonna follow. Just be quite rude and get through people. Okay, roll me a strength check then just to kind of force your way through. Ooh, so <laughs> you find it a bit difficult to start pushing through the crowd at first because there is such a strong procession of people playing their instruments dancing just making a spectacle down the street as they lead into the center but between a drummer and a stick twirler you find enough space to kind of push yourself through you start pushing through the crowd as you kind of like enter the center of it there is like a little bit of a gap and through the gap as you push in you can see the tail of the tabaxi disappearing into the other side of the crowd stop <laughs> wait I'll just keep going for roll try and grab the tail <laughs> oh wait it's good hang on it's not 20 but it's good Deeds at 18. 18. So, as you shout stop and reach forward, it's not enough to stop the tabaxi themselves, but quite a few people around you kind of like take a step back and to the side, suddenly alerted by your presence. Roll me a dexterity check, please, to see if you can grab the tail. Thank you, festival goers. <laughs> oh my god. Well, what checks this? Uh, dexterity, please. Hmm. Well, no boss, but 18. <laughs> so you dive forward and you try to grab the tail. The tail looks like it's just about to slip out of your hands, but you manage to just grab the very tips of the back hairs of the tail. Okay, can I... Well, that's not enough to get a hold, is it? I mean, you're you're kind of... You're in a position where you could try and pull them back or pull them down. Um, or you can just try and hold on to kind of slow them down. If you try and hold well, on, you're not going to be able to hold on for long, but it might be enough to slow them down enough to maybe tackle or something. 
Yeah, well, I'm going to pull on the tail and try and dive on top of it. <laughs> Roll me your strength and acrobatics, oh, please. Sixteen on strength. Okay, roll acrobatics with advantage then, please. Go for that. <laughs> acrobatics. Yes. Eighteen. That's a fair play. So you dive, you dive forward to grab this black tabaxi's tail. You just about grab onto the back hairs of it. You shuffle your fingers up, and you can kind of like feel the burn. So you yank quickly. And as the tabaxi kind of pulls back, as it's yanked back by your pull, you use the inertia to kind of like wrap your arms around them. You land on the tabaxi and you roll, and then you've pretty much got the tabaxi pinned down. Um, the festival goes around you. Some of them utter out shock. One woman screams and runs off, um, and the rest are just kind of like gasping at the the spectacle that's kind of unfolding around them, but just slightly past them in the outer areas of this throng of people, everyone's still just moving past. Kind of like this small little pod that's stopped. Right, okay. I'm gonna be, right. Oh, I am sorry, I, I got a little bit excited there. Are you all right? Well, why you be, why you be, why you be tackling Miskra like this? Ah, well, that be the question, doesn't it? Why you be running? I not be running, Miskra. Be trying to get to the tent. You ran. You ran. I was asking questions in there. I saw your face, and then you ran. That, to me, means you might know something Miskla, that I might wish to know. Miskra was having drink in tavern. Miskra finished drink in tavern. And Miskla left. Miskla tried to dart through Cloud, yes, but that's only because Cloud is busy. One must go fast to pass through. Can I tell if she's lying? Uh, roll deception. Uh, not deception, uh, insight. Oh, it's a minus. Uh, 11 then. With an 11? Unfortunately, you're not actually too sure. She doesn't seem like she's lying. But again, you can't be sure. At face value, at the very least, she is telling the truth. Right. I would like to use... I would like to say... You feel compelled to tell me if you know of anything of the word names I said in that tavern using okay. the... Okay. Uh, the Chaos Charm. So that is your first one of the day. Roll me Charisma, I believe it is, against her insight. Charisma? Charisma, I believe it is, yes. Oh! <laughs> 18, mate. Jesus, you're just constantly getting 18s. I know, they're good rolls. I feel like I need a camera on that, because... Just, just 
pointing downwards. Yeah, it's been yeah. it's been very consistent at the very least. I um, know. I'm just like I'm sad to think. Oh no, don't be another eight. <laughs> <laughs> so as you say this to the, as you kind of demand that she tell you whatever she knows, you see her eyes glaze over slightly. She doesn't respond, but you get the feeling that if you were to ask her again, you would be at a great advantage to do so. So again, do you know anything about the acolyte, the shopkeeper, the scientist, the quartermaster, deathwalker, or the leader? Roll a persuasion with advantage. Right, not lucky. Is it 18 again? <laughs> 18. You know what? That's fine. I didn't want to have to like double check something else for your power. Um. Anyway, so that that actually stops me needing to do that. First one was a three, so it won't always 18. So yeah, just to let you know, you now have a permanent advantage to persuade her to do anything at all, and um, the DC is much lower than it would normally be. Obviously, if you tell her to kill her child or loved one or something, the DC would be slightly higher. But say, like, if that was normally a DC 23, it would now... (laughs) Wow. If that was (laughs) normally... Right? That that just took me unaware. Jesus Christ, that got dark super quick. Um, If it would normally be a DC 23 without this power, it would more likely be a DC 14. So it'd still be a relatively difficult-ish check, but it would be a lot easier than without this boon. Mm-hmm. Cool. So, after you've asked her this, uh, Miska does not know Lynn's all names, but um, the shopkeeper would be Toby Newton, yes. The Only shopkeeper? Uh, Toby Newton, yes. Only yes, shopkeeper I've heard. I could think of. And, um... Well, there's whispers of a death walker. Here we go. This is the information I wish to know. What about the death walker? The death walker is only known through whispers, recent whispers. But they say he died in um, immolation, fire. And he walked back from the death. That is all I know of him. Recently dead, come back to life. And why would they be in this city? What? Why are they in here? And why would they falsify being here? I do not know. I just know the rumorings of the Death Walker. I would... I could only imagine that if they've come back even from death, to be back in the city, there must be something here that they are after. Something. And if you were to hazard to guess, Tabaxi, what would that be? I don't know why I'm rolling, because I can tell you right now what the response is. Miskler does not know. Miskler only hears gloomings and whispers. Not the reasons behind. I say guess. 
With your power, Miskler does not guess. Miskler tells truths. Are you telling me everything you know then? Tell me that truth. Yes, Miskler telling everything's Miskler knowings. Waste of time then. I'm sorry for tackling you. The next time someone shouts your name, try not you to run. You did write. not shout my name, you shouted Tabaxi. Do you oh, know how well, offensive that is? <laughs> That's like shouting human in the centre of town and expecting a single person to turn around. Go away. Speak Jesus. <laughs> she just kind of she thinks about slapping you, then just turns around and walks back into the crowd. Oh, no. Tell me your name before you go. <laughs> Miskler. 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 M-Y-S. M-Y-S. K-R-A. Yep. Permanent advantage on her, I should know her name. <laughs> Fair play. She walks off into the crowd in a huff. Angry at you for being a dickhead. Shouldn't run. <laughs> right, I'll we, go back to the tavern then. <laughs> we smash cut back into the tavern as um, as the DM tries to find the right track for it. As yeah, we smash cut back into the tavern as Deeks and Gregor are trying to figure out what their next move is. What do you think, Deeks? Well, you, what, you, you want to go to the shopkeeper, right? Yes, we need to go see Toby Newton. Okay, well, let's go. I, I start walking in a direction. What, di <laughs> what direction <laughs> do you walk in? Uh, I, I can't see, <laughs> sir. So. No, <laughs> um, we need to exit the tavern, so I'll, I'll pull the horns towards the door. Okay, roll me... You know what, actually, no, you guys just make it out of the door quite easily. It's pretty much oh, in okay. front of you. Goodbye, Runk. Well, have a good time out in the festival. Try not to get caught. I'm not quite sure why you're uh, why you're dressed like that, Gregor. But I can only assume that there's a reason for it. I'll explain later. Okay, well, have a good time out in the festival then. And I'm assuming the two of you just kind of leave. Mm. Yeah, leaning forward. Okay, so, Deeks and Gregor, you have kind of decided on your course of action. You're going to see Toby Newden. You open the tavern door with another <clears throat> as it creaks open, and you're met with a large procession of people beating the instruments, right. dancing, and performing. Uh, as soon as I exit out the tavern, do I know that the shopkeeper, uh, sorry, Toby Newton is to the left or the right? You know he's to the left. You, you've only been there a few times, but whenever you went there previously, you know obviously you could see. Mm. So you know the route I, pretty much. I just muffle. I just muffle to um, to Dex. Left, left. You're the one that needs to turn. 
actually. Never mind. Roll me a dex check, please. <laughs> Seven. So he's pulled on his own left. <laughs> I guess that's what I meant. It's like, pull me left. I need to roll something, actually. <laughs> You've all strained him really well. He won't go anywhere until you tell him that. <laughs> so, without Deke's, without Deke's helping to guide you, you kind of spin left straight away. And you walk straight into a guard. The guard I kind pull of, his you, horn to the right so, so he can move away. So you kind of sidestep as this guard ah, looks oh, across I, I and sees I, you. Apologies there. Sorry, I missed my footing. <clears throat> I go and walk, get pushing his horns forward to keep on walking out the way. So he doesn't draw too much attention to us. He kind of <clears throat> growls <throat> and glares at you. But as you head into the crowd, he kind of loses track of where you were going. Right, now, uh, I, I'm, I'm a bit lost now, Gregor. Oh, to... I was going to say, do I know anything that kind of looks like his shop? Like, is there a sign outside or anything like that? So, yes, there is um, a sign outside, kind of like hanging down on a wooden placard that says, Nudin's General Goods. You know it's on the main. You know that it is on the main street, heading up towards the financial district. You know that it is on the left-hand side and quite close to the stairs. Sorry, what was it called again? Nudin's General Goods. I I just uh, whisper to Dix. Newton's General Goods. Yes, where is it? Look for the sign. Oh yeah, that's great, isn't it? I, I'm just going to tap the nearest person to me that's not a guard and ask him where that is. <laughs> I love the so, yeah. in, in all of this. <laughs> so yeah, as you're kind of walking up past the actual procession, just kind of like narrowly avoiding it, Deeks, Gregor whispers that to you and you kind of like, you, you have a very brief look around. And then you just see a short gnome just kind of jumping up and waving into the crowd, into the procession. Yes, I like him. So you kind of like, I'm assuming this big towering kind of like... Yeah. Two thirds I... of it, this big chunky boy with the other third, a small kind of like head, just kind of towering over this gnome. Pretty much blocking out all light. <laughs> With a billowing cloak. Is he to the right of me? Yes. Yeah. Uh, Gregor, give a give a quick swift kick to your right. Lightly. <laughs> yeah, I, I'll do that then. I give a Roll me a strength kick. check. <laughs> Uh, I think that is 19. (laughs) 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 Yep, pretty much. Gregor kind of like swings his leg back, 
Think of you know, like um, in cartoons where you see like robots or something or empty suits of armor. When they swing their leg back, it's just like at full force because they don't know any <laughs> different. Just kind of swings his leg back and punts this gnome right into the crowd. You hear as he arcs over the crowd and into the center. He's gonna grab the horns and pull them. <laughs> <laughs> Are you whistling as you do so? <laughs> You just Gregor just <laughs> So Gregor just punts this gnome. You hear as it arcs over and you just kind of you just kind of like look around really shocked quickly left to right. Just direct Gregor away, just whistling as you do so as you head back up, hoping that no one else saw you. Do you want to roll me a perception check as you're rushing away? I don't know. <laughs> oh, I think that's a 13. <clears throat> you can see a that's multitude of wooden signs like dangling down in front of you. There's quite a fair few of them. It's almost like they're surrounding you. Uh, are you steering Gregor? <laughs> I am steering Gregor, yeah. Gregor, roll me dex check with advantage. So basically, Gregor's just said, look for the side, and you've just got Gregor, kick that note. <laughs> <laughs> and then he's looking for like a sign between 20 signs. It's randomly kicking out. <laughs> Natural 20. You definitely weave in and out of all of this kind of like crowd and stuff like that. You are only, from your cloth, you're only able to see the blobs of figures. That's all you need, Gregor. You're just kind of weaving in and out. You've got expert footwork. And the next thing you know, you guys are right towards the top of the commercial area, just before the stairs themselves. Can I see the sign? There are two signs, one to the left and one to the right. Roll what me do they in say? Well, roll me an intelligence check. <laughs> Eleven. <laughs> Could either be on the left or the right. You can't quite <laughs> remember left. the name of it. What was that, sorry? Can I... Can I... Are we there yet, Dick? I can't, I can't hear you at the moment. Can I zoom into the left side just to like put my eyes up against it so I can see what it says? <laughs> it says two. It says two bins. It says Nudin's General Shop. Right. I'll go in there. <laughs> Where I go in here? Yeah. Horns to the ready. Just about to Pushing show you. Just about to show you how horny I can be. <laughs> Am I just a tow truck to you now? <laughs> yeah. His, his ego is shot sky I know. Okay. <laughs> I can just imagine a dead gnome in the crowd. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, pretty much. You guys have pretty much just murdered someone <laughs> and just walked on. I was following orders. I said softly. <laughs> just following orders, Gregor. I've heard that before. 
<laughs> oh Christ! Okay, so you get onto the other side, and the door creaks open again, and you hear like a ding as the bell for the shop rings out. You are now in a place. You are now in a medium-sized shop that the DM will have proper information on in just one second. You stop my eyes, Dick, so... Yeah. What? Is that you? Yeah, I just said, <laughs> you're my eyes, Dick. Okay, so... The door opens up, the bell rings with a dling, and you see that you're in a medium-sized store, Deeks. It is um, relatively simple. There are um, two glass-paned windows on either side of the front wall, allowing a decent amount of light into the store. Um, there is a wall full of herbs on the east side of the store, and provisions are on an island counter in the centre of the store. Um, along with bits of food items. The ceiling is packed with hanging dead fowl birds, just kind of like dangling from the rafter for sale. Um, on the counters, you kind of look into the store, you see that there is a counter, and you see that there's what looks to be kind of like general packs of provisions and items for adventurers, as well as some artisans packs and masons tools. And Directly behind that counter is more wares stored in wooden cupboards with glass fronts on them. Right, okay. uh, is it? Is the shopkeeper here? Um, he's not actually there itself, but you can hear movement in the back that was suggested in the storeroom. All right. Well, I won't make myself known just now. Um, we're in the shop, Gregor. Where do I need to go? How am I supposed to know? To the counter? We need the attention of the shopkeeper. <laughs> so I thought we was keeping this discreet. I put lean the horns forward to the counter. Hello? <laughs> Roll me an intelligence check, Gregor, please. Oh. I think we got them the wrong way around. Gregor should be on top. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> what do we do? Where do we go? <laughs> Sixteen. So, Deeks, as you're shouting hello quite desperately as Gregor's walking at pace towards the counter, Gregor, your foot initially hits the counter itself, but you realise the second it hits and you're able to stop your inertia as such that you don't kind of like throw Deeks off your shoulders and you don't really lurch forward or anything. You just kind of stop there and then. Oh, yeah, stop. I just stop like... Straight. Just kind of like stone still like a statue. Mm. I think he's I think he's coming. Awesome. <laughs> I think he's coming. <laughs> it's a long way. <laughs> 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 
Very, very narrow. <laughs> As you say this, Deeks, you can hear more movement and stuff like that, and you hear um, like a box being put down, and you see coming round the corner a man, a human male who looks to be in his early 50s. He's of medium height, kind of on the small side, about five foot seven. He's quite stout and he's got pale Keep on hitting this mic. He's quite stout and he's got pale skin. Um, he is completely bald on his head, but he does have a thick grey moustache, which has kind of like red flecks that curl outwards. Um, he's quite heavy set. He is a little bit overweight, but he is wearing pretty much standard merchant clothes, so a beige linen shirt and some brown slacks. He's also kind of wearing a white apron, which looks to have the residue of herbs and stuff on it. Okay, we've got somebody. Hello? <laughs> Ask for Toby. Hello? Excuse the me? man kind of looks up and sees that there is a very large misshapen figure with a weird carnival mask covering most of its face, as well as some kind of like green face paint on the only part of the face that's visible. Oh, hello, me duck. You're an odd one to be here, ain't you? Uh, I, yeah, well, I'm, I'm looking for Toby. Oh, well, me lover, I can tell you right now that this is he. I'm, I'm assuming you're in for the festival. Yes, of course. Yeah, well, what can I do for you? Can I get you any your any provisions, food, all like that for when your journey starts again when you leave? Uh, uh, yes, yes, of course. What have you got in the in the jars at the back there? Oh, the jars at the back—they are a multitude. <laughs> He's just kind of like explaining just these random jars of potions while you guys are talking to each other. Well, this one over here, it does. Say, well, that's it does with your stamina. And this other one here, that's you pour it on some water, it just makes food for you, which is a kind of cool lover. And have you finished talking? Because he's still, he's still. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I... Shopkeeper? <laughs> oh yeah, sorry. I think I got a bit carried away there. I'm sounded more like Crum now. Yes, I I apologize about that. I got a little bit carried away there with the glass and the potions. What is it I can do for you, me doc? Have you? We're looking for the shopkeeper. Are you? Like I said, this is he. Yeah. <laughs> I know. <laughs> what? Well, you've got the shopkeeper. What, why do you want the shopkeeper? Can't just say you want me and then be all coy. Just one moment, please. <laughs> Grab the horns, turn the opposite direction. You literally just leave. You literally just leave this shopkeeper. Just stood there as you kind of like spin round. I'm just going to exit the shop for a moment. <laughs> you exit the shop. Left, right, 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 left. Safe where you are, Gregor. What the? F- 
fuck am I supposed to be saying to the shopkeeper? <laughs> Let's go find another gnome. <laughs> we found him. That's where he is. All you keep saying to me is shopkeeper. <laughs> what would you like me to say to him? Right? That's Toby. He's the shopkeeper. <laughs> Is that all you want? <laughs> Ask him if he knows Amakin. Amakin? The unknown guard? Amakin. Okay. <laughs> right, so, and if he says no... Then we're in the wrong area! <laughs> okay, I'll go back <laughs> into the shop then. <laughs> but you should have told me that. I'm not allowed to speak when I'm like this. Gregory and Deeks, this Forward. amalgamation of you. Forward. Forward back into the shop. The bell. Dling again. Oh, hello, <laughs> my duck. Are you yes, back again? Yes, 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 I'm back again. Uh, oh, hello. So, what can I do for yeah, you? Uh, I, I'm going to can't slam my fist on the table. Uh, <laughs> slam your fist on the table. <laughs> All right, I lift my arm up and go bang. I'm okay. <laughs> <laughs> the bang on the table causes the items to raise up. As you say, what do you say? Amakin. The things drop with a heavy onto the table. There's lots of shattering and stuff. There's, you know, lots of items that were on the counter rose in the air and slammed against the counter. Um, it doesn't really react to that. It's like, why are you seeing random names in my shop and hitting my counter? The guard. Have you heard of the guard, Amakin? He kind of looks a bit, not shocked, but a little bit taken aback. Roll me an investigation, please. Ten. Well, with his natural one, you just needed to avoid a natural one. Oh. He looks a bit taken aback. That name obviously rings some kind of recognition with him. You know? What do I know, me duck? I'm sure I don't know what you're talking about. You know of this name. Can I roll an insight to see if he's lying or that? You can, yes, of course you can. Minus one. You feel compelled to tell Gregor to just to exit the shop. This isn't your guy. This isn't even Gregor. Wait, wait, wait. Try saying Merkel. Merkel. Roll. Have you heard of in him? Roll insight with advantage. I tried to reward really smart playing there. I really tried. Just to just to throw that out there. Roll with double advantage. You get another dice. Five. Just. <laughs> I knew what you 
I've got a minus five on my insight. Yeah. God damn it. Try a strength check. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, It's just as bad. I tell you what. Gregor, roll me a perception check. As as um, Deeks is shouting, Merkel. Nine. <laughs> you guys are killing me. Deeks, there does not appear to be any change in his facial expressions upon you saying the word Merkel. Gregor, you can't see any holes in the cape that would allow you to look through and see if this man can check, you know, like, if this man reacts to the word Merkel. Can I... Oh, I'm going to take out... Oh, can I... Yeah, oh... Yeah, okay. Behind the cape, I'm going to yes. write down on a piece of parchment with my ink and write the name Merkel capital okay okay right and i'm gonna pass that down to gregor gregor okay hand this to him yeah i grab the parchment then and just hand straight out just straight forward to me before you do that deeks i need you to roll me a sleight of hand because you are stood mere feet away from this vendor with, bear in mind, the cape is kind of like wrapped around, obviously, so your face poking out here, but your arms are still, you know, like covered in the cloak. So if you're moving your arms around, it's quite almost certainly no, possible. <laughs> yeah, just a little bit that your neck is moving around in natural ways. Mm. So please roll a sleight of hand trick. Eight. I need to roll. <laughs> you are super motherfucking lucky. Six. So you manage to pass this note down. Toby appears to at first kind of like glance at the neck, but you see him just shake his head and then just look back at the face of Deeks as Deeks hands you this note, Gregor. Right, I just grab the note and just straight forward to go... <laughs> Have a look at this. Toby just kind of looks at you inquis- inquisitively. All right, me lover, but I'm not sure what a piece of paper will have to... Roll me another... Insight or perception check. Deeks. Gregor, you can once again try for a perception check. I'll try for a perception. Okay, so perception <laughs> from both of you. It's a natural one. For fuck's sake. Gregor, what did you get? What was this? Um... Perception, please. Perception. 17. Okay. So, Gregor, you can see... I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to come on to Deeks in a second. I'm, I'm getting this grand, groundwork laid here. Roll me a... So, yeah, as you're kind of like looking through the clock, you find two holes which are coincidentally <laughs> the perfect width for part for your face you can now kind of like see out so now every dexterity check 
you have a you have an automatic advantage. If Deeks okay. helps you out with steering, then the DC is much lower and you still have that advantage. Really? So you are able to see Toby's face as Deeks slams down this uh, this note and says that he should take a look at it. Roll me an insight or perception check, please. Is it a natural one? It's a natural one. It's gonna, it's gonna leave the room, I think. <laughs> I'm sorry, it's gonna go down the stairs then. <laughs> I was so tempted just to walk down the stairs and just not come back. To just trip down the stairs and not come back. Neither of you can recognise any change at all in Toby's face. He is acting so cool as a cucumber, so unsuspiciously, so just like a normal shopkeeper, that both of you are like, nah, this ain't the guy. We are 100% sure that this is not the guy, and we could not be convinced otherwise. <laughs> I think we need to go back to the tavern. Should have left in the first place and pulled back <laughs> the horns. You're kind of like just yanking around and Gregor, yeah, you exit the shop quite handily and get back to the tavern. As you get back to the tavern, as you open the door for it and once again, it opens with a nice loud you see that already inside there is Ezidor just kind of like stood just kind of like waiting for you guys to come back. I'm waiting for him to go, I found him! It's Toby Newton! It's like, we've been there, mate. It's not him. <laughs> you just kind of, yeah, you just kind of walk forward and approach him. Ah, hopefully you've uh, got more success than I did. I mean, I got a bit of information, but I'm not quite sure how far he's going to get us. We got nothing. Absolutely really? squat. We, we saw Toby... Oh, you found out about Toby. We found, we found out, yeah. It's not him. Oh. Oh, well, that's disappointing. Uh, what other shopkeeper could it be, then? I don't know. There's a few more shops around there, but it's best if you go have a look, Ezidor, because he can't fucking see. And it's well, just a nightmare trying to get around. Well, let me share my little information. Our tabaxi friend there didn't know much, but get this. There was, with this death Walker uh, died from inhalation, apparently. And they came back to life. And, and this is the nugget that I think you really need to think about here. They, he suspects, she suspects that they're here looking for something. What do you think that could be? Plinth? Sword? A golden goose, who knows, but we, uh, we it's something. And what do you propose we should do? Well, I thought this Tubin, Reuben, this bourbon gentleman... Toby. Be, Toby. Yes, I thought this gentleman would be of uh, interest, but you're saying nothing there. Now, maybe you should go and talk to him yourself, because no. we... Definitely not him. Oh, where, where is he? 
Go and have a look outside. Okay. I'll show you. Ten I'll, left. Pull, I'll pull the horns forward just to point oh, the door. Look outside. <laughs> as this is happening, Gregor, please roll me a history check as you're being led outside. Oh, God. Oh, we must remember as well, uh, Vulture. <laughs> that they the barracks remember that we can go and check out the barracks if we come to north at this location so not for with advantage Gregor oh with advantage yeah sorry I forgot to say okay that's a lot better uh, 17 17 jeez oh, uh let me just find. Hmm. What did you say you had again? Sorry, seventeen. Yeah, seventeen. Yeah. Okay. So as Ezidor and Deeks are chatting amongst themselves, you hear pretty much the entire thing about someone who has recently been killed in the last couple of months. You... You heard about immolation. You realise that that means death by fire. As you think on this, you think about the type of person that could be convinced to join Merkel as this one person obviously has. You think about the hate and anger that one would need to be able to sustain to not only claw their way back from death, but to also join Merkel willingly, knowing his plans, knowing that he wishes to overthrow all of Yathlok and sentence the entire living world to death. You think long and hard, and then it suddenly strikes you. You know of one person, hateful enough, driven by enough negative energy, of same person who may have died in his eyes unjustly, struck out before his time, who might harbour some kind of anger towards a person, anger enough at their own death that they could claw their way back from the land of the dead back to the land of the living. You think long and hard you think of the one person you know who has died through a horrific injury through fire within the last couple of months. As you're being steered towards the door, the door kind of opens up into the crowd. And then one word enters your mind. Murug. Hi everyone, Tom again. I just wanted to say a big thank you to everyone who has watched and listened to this episode. The festival is finally underway, sort of. We didn't really see too much of it this time, but uh, it is happening in the background and I'm sure it'll be pushed to the foreground very soon. The Reaper, the Maelstrom and the Thief is a homebrew Dungeons and Dragons campaign by Rollcast. This episode has featured 
JB as Deeks, Coogan as Gregor the Last, Gareth Ryan as Isidore Calderos, and Tom Crabb as the DM. Intro, midpoint, and outro music were, as always, provided by JB, and editing and sound mixing was done by Tom Crabb. As always, I'd like to thank the incredible generosity of the artists that we've used for the background scores and ambiences. These artists are incredibly talented and they put a lot into their pieces and it really does show. And it's even more generous that they allow smaller content creators like ourselves to use them. Full links are in the description and I definitely recommend checking them out for your ambience and soundtracking needs for your own games. A special thanks goes to Adrian Von Ziegler, Alexander Nakarada, Ares Beats, Michael Gelfi Studios, Survival Spheres, The Ambience Channel, and The Seventh Midnight. Rollcast is on Facebook, X, and YouTube. You can find us on them using the handle at castthatroll. So, if you've been watching this on YouTube and you like what we do, why not like the video and drop us a sub? It apparently helps with the algorithms. We've also got all of our previous episodes up in our Season 1 playlist, so why not go for it? Catch up, give them a like as well. Our social media profiles have information about upcoming episodes, clips from the latest episode, and just us really interacting with the larger D&D and podcasting communities, so look for us on there. Again, you can find us on Facebook, X, and YouTube, all on the handle at CastThatRoll. Don't want to watch, but still want to listen? We've got your back. Look for Rollcast on Spotify, Amazon Music, Podbean, Good Pods, and all other podcast platforms. Or, alternatively, add our RSS feed so you never miss an episode. If you have listened to this episode using your favourite podcasting app, why not drop us a review? It really does help, and it lets us know what to improve for future episodes. Thank you again to everyone who has watched or listened to this one. As I said, the festival is finally underway. I don't think it's a spoiler to say that we'll be seeing a lot more of it in the next few episodes, but there's also some twists and turns coming up, including a sequence that I personally never thought I would need to DM in my life. So, if that's perked your interest, then keep your eyes out for episode 22, releasing on the 11th of October. Until then though, keep safe and we'll see you next time at the table. Just getting their attention. The way I'm seeing it is like I've literally just gone out the door with them. I just really like, oi, tabaxi. <laughs> so yeah, you try and you know, like push them to say oi tabaxi, but they've already kind of like slipped into the crowd at this point. There's like a throng of festival goers with <laughs> drums and you know, like dancing and stuff like that pass so by they them. literally slide. <laughs> you can you you can push through the crowd to follow them. Yeah. Nah, I'll go back in. <laughs> okay, I'll just waste your time, will it? <laughs> as Ezodor turns around to go back in, instead of instigating some form of a chase sequence through a festival event. Oh, I'm gonna stop at the door, <laughs> <laughs> and I'll be like, "I can't be too hard to catch up with them." And then I'm gonna turn around, and then I'm gonna. Die through the crowd. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I wasn't planning on splitting I up try, with them two, but <laughs> I tried to make it obvious, Gus, for you. I tried to do a chase sequence. I didn't because all right.